if you've ever turned on Netflix and after clicking on hundreds of different shows, most that you've never seen before and are new and exciting, and finally, you just turn on The Office, yeah, this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Omar, and you're listening to Control Alt Reload, episode three. And today, or tonight, because that's how the podcast works, we're going to discuss 5G. This is something I've really wanted to talk about for a very long time, and I'm just excited for you to take a moment of your day and listen to it. I know there's a lot of crazy things going on in the world today, but just take a second, breathe, and not think about it, and let's focus on some tech. How about that? Stay tuned. So 5G is different from 4G LTE as 4GE was different from dial-up. I mean, it's really that different. Instead of it just being the next logical step, 5G is actually uh, not just one single technology. It's a collection of technologies that are being used together uh, to create uh, a network of speeds that we just haven't ever seen before. Now, 5G stands for fifth generation. 4G LTE, uh, that stands for 4G, fourth generation, uh, long-term evolution. And its predecessor, 4G, of course, was four generation, and 3G was third generation. Before that, we had uh, 2.5G and 2G, and we're not even going to talk about the twos at all. So 3G. 3G gave us the ability to use cell phones in the way that we kind of remember from the late 90s and early 2000s. So we're talking like 99 until like 2003, 2004. And then around 2005, 2006, uh, it got even more popular, especially with the implementation of the iPhone. With 4G, 4G really allowed us to uh, be ahead of the curve when it comes to smart devices, where 3G allowed us to use uh, a little bit of mobile internet and a little bit of mobile television. 4G clearly changed the game, which allowed us to use uh, smart devices in a way that, you know, now it is such a norm. But there was a time where it wasn't. And if it wasn't for 3 or 4G, it just wouldn't have happened. As far as speeds go, uh, 5G is just not even comparable. At its lowest, 5G can be 100 meg down and 50 up uh, using just cell data, which is better than most people's Wi-Fi in my state at least. 5G is particularly different uh, because it uses all three spectrums that are available. 4G, 4G LTE, 3G, they all rely on one single Spectrum 5G uses all three in cohesion uh, to give the best possible experience, and that's really what makes it so particularly different. Uh, it just has just the best case scenario when it comes to coverage and speeds. Now, it's not readily available for everyone, uh, and it's we're going to talk more about that, but once it is, man, it is going to be awesome. So anyone that's used their phone on the roadway knows that in your local city, in your local town, there's probably a dead spot or two. 
that's not really going to be the case when it has 5G capabilities. As long as your phone is able to handle it, and we're going to talk more about that a little later, 5G is going to almost eradicate uh, the possibility of dead spots. As long as you're traveling less than 310 miles per hour, which I hope you can do that. I mean, if you're if you're traveling that fast, then then you should probably DM me and we can have another conversation because that'd be pretty awesome. Uh, you're going to be good to go. That is going to be super, super interesting because the antennas are going to be so powerful that you'll be able to go on anything short of a bullet train and have zero latency and no connectivity issues. That's That's incredible. Speaking of roadways, let's talk about self-driving cars. That is, that's happening. That's going to happen in our lifetime. And not to the point where it'll be like a really, oh, how interesting. That's so cool. No, it's going to be the norm. This is going to be the norm inside 10 years, self-driving cars. There are companies now uh, that are already trying to get their patents for vehicles I'm talking General Motors, I'm talking Nissan, I'm talking Hyundai, I'm talking Mercedes. They're already getting patents now for vehicles without steering wheels. Think about that. Major automotive brands and manufacturers are getting patents now and trying to lobby Congress and the Senate to create vehicles without steering wheels. That's how much faith people are having in 5g so i can't really talk about 5g without talking about latency latency is the time it takes to get from one location to the next okay so when i say things like zero latency what i mean it's extremely extremely low and that's not exactly zero we're talking four milliseconds but to put that in context uh the blink of a human eye is slower so that's how fast we're talking here. It will be faster than what you can really perceive. Self-driving cars are going to be our normal. Think about that. I mean, we're like 50 years away from tri-quarters. How cool would that be? Just, just give that some thought. I think that self-driving cars, as long as there's enough of them on the roadway, it is going to significantly lower uh, possible uh, fatalities on the roadway. That is the most important thing to me, really. That, that's hands down exactly what it is. On top of that, people are becoming so distracted on the roadway because of technology and everything that we can do that driver distraction is just through the roof. As such, that most of the accidents can be avoided if we just put our phones down because we have to do both. We have to drive and we have to constantly stare our phone, right? I mean, we have to see what the person just tweeted. We can't just wait. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? Could you imagine just waiting to see what someone tweeted? crazy, right? Well, we're not going to have to anymore. It's very possible uh, that, you know, in sub 15 years, sub 15 years, uh, this will be such the norm. We're already seeing people implementing self-driving uh, semi-trucks uh, all over the Pacific Northwest and the Western coast of the United States. And it's really, really interesting. Now, I know a lot of people have their opinions on that, and that's great because the discussion is what keeps us mobile, what keeps us fluid, but the reality is it's not going away. So 5G has been theorized since like the 1970s. 
And over time, it's been put more and more and more and more into implementation up until about 2006. T-Mobile, Verizon, and AT&T all uh, boast uh, that they are getting very prepared and or already implementing 5G. T-Mobile, uh, back in 2017, um, bought tons and tons of shares uh, from the FCC uh, in a means to create a 5G environment. And I believe they're going to be probably the first ones to really implement it. And I'm really excited to see how that plays out. Now, I'm not going to speak on Verizon. I am going to mention AT&T, however. Uh, last year, uh, I was in Northern Virginia and in the uh, area sub 15 miles from D.C. I was at a, a really popular store uh, that sells Scandinavian furniture and is really difficult slash easy if you're really intelligent uh, to put together. When I looked down at my phone, I saw that it said 5G on the bar. And I said, nuh-uh. No way. So I immediately just went to download something, and the download speeds were pretty fast. I was pretty impressed by it. But I really wanted to know how fast it was. And so I used my uh, handy-dandy uh, you know, speed checker because I'm that guy that's constantly checking his internet speeds and then calling his internet search provider and yelling at them saying, hey, I pay for this. I'm only getting this. What are we going to do about this? I don't want to pay for that. So I checked, and I was only pushing about 25 megabits per second. Now, at first I thought, okay, well, I'm inside, I'm in a lower level, perhaps that's impacting it in some way. And so uh, I waited till I was outside again, and I got up to about uh, 25. And I got to say, I felt a little misled. I felt a little misled. Now, I'm not going to totally throw them under the bus uh, for all I know that uh, that was just a particular moment in time that they were testing out uh, their uh, connectivity speeds and they were just testing out their antennas. But just the thrill of seeing that 5G signal on my smartphone and my smartphone was capable of using 5G at the time. So I, I wasn't concerned about that. It was a very up-to-date Android phone. It definitely could use 5G. But uh, yeah, I got to say, don't meet your heroes, you know. So 5G is going to be deployed the same way that uh, physically all the other uh, upgrades have been. So we're talking many, 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 many cell towers are going to have to be upgraded over time. And this is going to take years, but it's going to happen. It's a, it's a necessity, and these companies are already paying for it. So really, it's just a matter of getting the guys up there on the towers and swapping out uh, some uh, technology. And that's going to be a lot of fun because if I can get my hands on some of the older stuff, I'd love to tinker around with it. Definitely. It will take some time. Uh, there are some cities that are already, you know, playing around with it. Houston's one, Chicago's one on the West coast. There are several cities that are, uh, that have this hubs of 5g and you can just walk past this hub and speed test. And you're looking at like crazy fast speeds to download things. It's awesome. And just to give you a frame of reference, uh, two hour video, let's call it a two hour HD video using 3G can take like six hours. Using 4G can take like six minutes and using 5G can you can take maybe three to six seconds. 
which is pretty incredible when you think about it. By the time that you click the button, it's already halfway done. That's pretty cool. So a huge market that everyone is using without even realizing it is the Internet of Things. Everything nowadays is smart, uh, from our refrigerators to our AC units uh, to our com air compressors. We have smart air compressors now. I don't know why you need a smart air compressor, but it's an option. So go for it. All of these things uh, that are being utilized uh, that are connected to the Internet in this capacity, I'm talking Amazon devices, some of your fire alarms, all of your uh, mobile security, your alarms, all that. Uh, that's called the Internet of Things, IoT. 5G is really going to increase what we now see as a very robust system, and it's going to really just give it a opportunity to be streamlined and so latency free that we're barely going to realize that there is any latency. Now we're talking like close to 1 million devices uh, per kilometer. That's a lot. So with 5g on the cellular network, it should be able to handle up to 1 million devices, 1 million separate devices per kilometer. Just take a second and think about that. So your entire neighborhood, your entire subdivision, your entire uh, building can all have something internet related on just cellular network and the speeds are still gonna be uh, gigabit speeds. Now, at its most, it's going to be close to uh, 10 up and 20 down and that's going to be dispersed between everyone. So it's not just you as the individual. It's going to be dispersed with amongst everyone. And so that's a common misconception is you think you're going to have 10 megabits, sorry, 10 gigabits, uh, just yours. No, it's going to be spread around uh, for everyone. Uh, but even still, uh, that is incredibly fast and it's much faster than most people are going to need unless you're uh, rolling with servers in your garage uh, to the point where uh, you can lease out space on those servers and you're you never gonna need that much. You're never gonna need that much bandwidth. So one impact I think is gonna have uh, an extremely important facet on our society is going to be medical devices. And in particular, surgeries. Surgeries and transportation uh, from the site where an incident happened to the location at the hospital or the emergency clinic that people are going to go to. Right now, uh, we're using radios and we're using just your regular old telecommunication devices, but using 5G, uh, these doctors will be able to have real-time data on scene, and I think that's going to be interesting. I mean, it's almost going to be a tricorder situation. And if you don't know what that is, then I implore you to watch at least seven to 10 hours of Star Trek, you know, Voyager, Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Or, you know, TNG. TNG. Watch, watch TNG. So using the capabilities and speeds of 5G, we are also going to see an influx of surgeries being done autonomously. And when I mean autonomous, I don't mean uh, completely uh, completely without humans. I mean more in a remote sense. Uh, there's a device 
called the Da Vinci. And it is a uh, collection of arms, robotic arms, uh, that are manipulated by a surgeon who's had extensive training and normally take a pretty long, extensive class to do so. And part of that class is being able to make these complicated surgeries a little less complicated because you're using machines and tiny, tiny, tiny uh, little arms that have the capability to make sutures, incisions, and whatnot, and taking out the uh, human steady hand necessity. Now, one of the drawbacks of this machine, the Da Vinci, is that the individual surgeon has to be on scene. They have to be there like in real time. Now, with 5G, that may not be the case. Imagine, if you will, you are injured and you need an emergency surgery and a Da Vinci is exactly the way to go. Imagine a phone call to a doctor in the UK or in India or in South America saying, hey, we got this guy over in Chicago who needs a surgery. And so, you know, he gets out of bed, he gets all dressed, he does what he has to do or he's already on call and he just plugs in. And the latency is so low that it's just real time. In our eyes and our in our brains, it's just real time. And he's or she's just doing the surgery without any issues, wrapping up as though they're actually in the room. That's what 5G can do. And if that doesn't blow your mind, then I, I don't know what can. So lastly, we're going to talk about which devices are actually capable of using 5G. Now, any cell phone that's going to be made after 2021 will probably be the base model of 5G. So you'll definitely be able to use it. Now, if you have a cell phone right now from 2020, I have an iPhone uh, 11 Pro. I can use 5G if necessary when it's when it's available. I'll also be able to use 4G LTE, 4G, and 3G because anything... Any device that is capable of using 5G is also capable of using 3G, 4G, and 4G LTE. Now, this is where a lot of companies are going to be making a lot of money. Most cell phones that are currently being used by people aren't able to use 5G. So anything that's older than like 2019 is not really going to be widely available for 5G right now. 5G will be standard for most of the cell phones that you can purchase in 2020. And by 2021, it will definitely be the standard. And so that's one less thing you'll have to worry about. However, any devices prior to that, we're talking anything before an iPhone 8, it's going to be hit or miss. So you'll really have to just do some deep diving and do some research and check the specs uh, because it's not going to be a guarantee that it's going to be 5G compatible. Now, as I said earlier, 5G is already deployed in some locations around uh, the planet, in particular United States, um, but it's really going to take some time. Now, this is not something that can be rushed uh, because the majority of all of its data and its capabilities will be done on the cloud, contrary uh, to you know 4G LTE right now. Because of that, it's going to take a lot of upgrades, and those towers are going to have to be manually manipulated and manually taken down, and then manually put back up, okay? So that's really going to take years. That will take years, but it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. Now, I want to take a moment and talk about 
uh, one possible drawback of 5G that I've been thinking about ever since I realized the impact it can have on us on a day-to-day basis. I worry that 5G can contribute to losing touch with reality a little bit. Virtual reality is a thing. Virtual reality is a lot of fun and people use it. I've used it and it was really, really interesting. But I found myself realizing as I was using it that, you know, there's a lot of wires, uh, you know, it's a little bulky, all that. 5G is going to change that. 5G is going to allow for wireless virtual reality. And wireless virtual reality is not only incredibly entertaining, but is also, in the facet, a little scary. Now, there's already people uh, that have addictions to technology. I, I'll admit, I have a little bit myself, but I think that once 5G is out there and these manufacturers and these companies realize that they can make Oculuses with absolutely no wires, that they can make all these virtual reality devices with uh, zero latency and the graphics will be even better because it'll be so much faster and there'll be so much processing speeds and it's going to be everything cloud-based. So you're not going to have to worry about bandwidth issues or uh, latency. We're going to see an influx. We're going to see these devices uh, become a lot uh, cheaper. The quality will be higher, but the cost will be cheaper and they'll become much more readily available. And it will probably get to the point where Uh, 5G can potentially change how we uh, entertain ourselves with Xboxes, uh, PlayStations, things of that nature. Now, anyone that's ever used an Oculus Rift or has ever put on uh, any kind of VR environment will tell you how cool it is. Now, they'll also tell you that there is potentially just a little bit of latency and it can be known. It can be noticed. Now, if you really fully immerse yourself and you feel it and, you know, you really get into it and you put your speakers on and you're good to go, uh, it can really take you places. I think with 5G and the speeds that will come with this, I think the technology will be uh, much more advanced than what we're seeing right now. And so I think sub 10 years, we're going to see virtual reality like we've never seen to, uh, to the point where remote work is not going to be called remote work. It's just going to be called work. I think with this new bit of tech, We're opening ourselves up uh, to a realization that travel is going to become less and less necessary because we're seeing now uh, with the coronavirus, uh, in fact, a lot of people can do their jobs at home, that we don't need to be in buildings. We don't need to commute. Right now, we're doing that with Wi-Fi and everyone's Wi-Fi speeds are different. Pretty soon, uh, and as long as you're firmware is up to date and your device is new enough, we'll all be able to use 5G. Imagine having like a G chat or a uh, Zoom conference call with that capability, with absolutely zero latency, with no you know stuttering cameras, anything of that sort. Now, imagine your company or business flying you to a location so you can have a meeting uh, to do that, you know, halfway across the globe. What's the point? Face-to-face is going to be a luxury. It really is. I think 5G is going to impact us in ways we may not want it to. Nevertheless, I'm excited for it. I'm excited. 
And that's our show. Today, we talked all about 5G and how awesome it's going to be. Uh, We talked about the impact 5G will have on our society in the extremely near future and the impact that it has as we speak right now. Thank you for taking time out of your day uh, to listen to this podcast. Hopefully you learned a little bit. And if you didn't, then you should DM me and tell me how I can do this better. Once again, my name is Omar and you've been listening to Control Alt Reload. Have a good day or night.